Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold postgame show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Well, it's up to the Packers defense to get a win, 24-20. They're beating the Jaguars right now with just over two minutes remaining in the contest. Packers trying to hold on to what has been a very ugly game. And for those that, and I was on Twitter today going back and forth with some of you, and for those that are screaming for Mike Pettin's head, now granted, this defense, you got to hang on to win. But they've given up, uh, what, 13 points in this contest. They have not given up all the points. The special teams gave it up, and, hell, their uh, their defense was put into precarious positions not once but twice today with a couple of different turnovers. So, hey, this hasn't been the defense. The offense has stunk the joint up today. Devontae Adams on a third and short. Gets the ball ripped out of his arms. Gets the ball punched out yet another time. He ends up fumbling it away. You got a pick thrown by Aaron Rodgers when the ball was actually thrown uh, behind the receiver uh, more so than anything. It, it Look, it has not been a good game for the Green Bay Packers offense. The defense has done pretty much what you expected it to do. You know, give up anywhere from 13 to 17 points and let the offense run away with it. And the offense simply has not. Welcome to the Green and Gold postgame show. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on the outcome. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And, Gary, uh, the news broke just a little while ago. David Bakhtiari making $24 million-plus uh, a year now as the highest-paid offensive lineman in the National Football League. That's a bit of a stunner. Uh, well, not for me. I mean, I, I you, you got to keep them. You didn't have one uh, unless you were going to go into the draft this year and draft one. Uh, you know, when you got a left tackle, like David Bakhtiari, I mean, he's close to being a Hall of Famer. And you know how many Hall of Famers are in Packer history. And so when you have a guy like that, you got to be able to sign him, resign him. Uh, and this bodes well for Aaron Jones coming back as well because you got the guy on an extension. And now you can concentrate on getting Aaron Jones uh, here as a Green Bay Packer long term now as well. I wonder, and I've not seen all the details, but what the Packers, at least under Ted Thompson, was very good at doing was if they would then sign somebody like right now to a bigger contract, they would try to accelerate some of that money to this year. Therefore, down the road, it doesn't take a toll on the salary cap. You wonder how much of that money, if any of it, will be accelerated to this season so that way it can take away from the Packers' salary cap now, which really doesn't matter, versus in years to come, you know? 
Correct. Now, because we haven't seen the real numbers yet, just broke what, more than what five, ten minutes ago. Right. Uh, it's so funny, Bill, because we have him on our show what every Tuesday, and uh, nothing, crickets, not a word, mm-hmm. didn't say anything. So, I mean, so it, it's very surprising uh, that he got the deal done um, this quickly. But I'm not surprised that they got him to an extension because I think that's the only way if they want to go get Eric Jones to try to make this thing work. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport, it's a four-year extension worth up to $105.5 million in new money. He is now the highest-paid mm-hmm. offensive lineman in NFL history. At its base, it's $23 million a year and could reach $23.5 million a year uh, with other with other things, so to speak. Um Anyway, right. long story short is it, David Bakhtiari is going to be here at the next, at least the next few years before it's all said. And I want to yeah. wait for the details to come out. Anyway, uh, Packers trying to hang on. Boy, this has been a not the performance I expected. I, I said 35-17, so I'm a little bit close in what the Jacksonville Jaguars have put up. But I thought the Packers offensively would do better. And two turnovers obviously have cost them in this one. Yeah, I said 35-10. to um, Just not a good game. Not a clean game at all. Just... The offense looked lethargic. I mean, the offense looked like it had two different game plans. The offense looked like a McCarthy's offense from years past where you you figure it was just there was no rhythm. There were no plays stacking on top of plays. There were a lot of individual plays, a lot of stuff to Devontae Adams. Felt like it was a little bit off script. And then we tried to get back to a run game and kind of add that in there as well. It was, there was just no continuity on, on offense. I, I just didn't know what the hell they were trying to get done. I mean, it, you know, normally you see the run game. We try to get the run game going, play action pass off top of that. But it was just a disjo- disjointed offensive game plan to me uh, coming into this game. Defensively, we know what they are. Anybody can run the football on us. It, it don't matter who you are. That's ultimately going to be the Packers' Achilles heel on their way trying to get to the Super Bowl. Just watch Rashawn Gary uh, basically bull rush uh, and uh, end up with a sack third and 16 now as the Jaguars are trying to uh, trying to move the ball downfield to be able to put themselves in scoring position. Uh, in the meantime, here's the thing. When I watch Rashawn Gary, that guy is strong. Uh, there's no doubt he's a strong man. But, Gary, if he had any other move besides just throwing you on your keister, he would be a really dangerous guy. But he's just – he's a bull rush, big, stand-up, push-you-around type of guy, which sometimes it works. But it doesn't work all the time, which is one of the reasons he's got such a knock on him for showing up at times and not all the time, you know? Well, I mean, um, I just think he may not be an unfinished product. Here's a guy that had his hands in the ground for the most part at Michigan. And now they use him as a stand-up linebacker. Um, he has all the measurables. He has everything you need to be to be successful. And I think he's still trying to learn how to play the outside linebacker position. And you see him, he's almost gets in on another sack. I mean, so he's got everything you need to play. You just, you just hope, hope, hope that he can put it all together, uh, put it all together unlike his Michigan team did last night. And then uh, if you want to say like a revisit. Got that in yeah. right. Yes, uh, yes, exactly. Oh, by the way, yes. (laughs) I was going to say, because you want to revisit last night. Man, oh, man, let's just call that an ass-kicking. 
<laughs> wow, what the Badgers did in the big house last night was nothing short of impressive. I It was one of those games, Gary, where, I mean, I was ready. I grabbed me one of my fine cigars. I was out at a haunt downtown Waukesha. I was ready to watch. I just wanted to watch a good game. I was kind of because the Badgers are coming off a couple of weeks. Maybe they had rust. I'm like, oh, God, just pre- please get a win, you know. And then I watched right. Mertz and company. Mertz has command in that huddle. Wow. I am so impressed with that guy after two games. But he comes in, and, oh, my goodness, that was that was just a butt kicking that they put on Michigan last yeah. night. I was so unbelievably impressed with the way that uh, they went about their business and got that win. That was just unreal last night. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, it's not often, Bill, and you know this, they really they... – they're having that really a practice. Other than maybe get some private works out, workout in here and there because they're not allowed to have practice uh, when you're on that um, COVID test. So I was very impressed by the little practice that they had to come in and blow the doors off Michigan. Um, I don't think Harbaugh is long for that school. Uh, no, he would not be. Uh, they were uh, they were quite upset last night and listening to some yeah. of the uh, some of the Michigan State uh, stations and uh, some of my buddies who are uh, over there in the Columbus area, kind of laughing about what was going on. Yeah, it looks as if uh, he might not be long for this world. Hey, uh, the Packers have completed sure. the win. The defense got the good. stop, and it's good to come up on a fourth and twenty-six on the positive end. Right. Remember the fourth right. and twenty-six in Philadelphia years ago, uh, and uh, Brett Favre yes. couldn't. Yes, at Favre, yeah. and Brett Favre couldn't convert, and instead, uh, or it did they did convert? Philly converted the fourth and twenty-six. Yeah. They went on to win that game, and Brett well, Favre did that Mitchell. long. Pe- Yes, Freddie uh, Brett Favre threw that long pass that got picked off. He just wailed it up for uh, God. Who was the Who was the kid? Short lived here. He only played a couple of years here. Pretty good wide receiver. Javon Walker threw it up for Javon yeah. Walker, and uh, and ended up getting picked off. But nevertheless, good to come up on the positive end of a fourth and twenty six. It ends twenty four to twenty. We got a lot to talk about. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, and we'll talk about the defense's performance. We'll talk about the offense's performance, the contract signing of one David Bakhtiari. If you're just tuning us in, he has signed a four-year contract extension worth $105 million, now the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Packers get a win, 24-20, and uh, the game is now complete. The defense gets the stop, the pass rush, which was not really that existent all day long, showed up big in the end, and Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, uh, Zadaria Smith more so than anything, they get a lot of pressure on Luton, and the game comes to an end as the Packers walk away, now 7-2 and two on the season. And I got a big one coming up tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. Chicago and the Vikings will be taking place. Uh, Detroit gets a uh, walk-off field goal to get the win against Washington. But we're breaking down this Packers game, including the fact that David Bakhtiari has now been paid, becoming the highest-paid offensive lineman in National Football League history. $105 million over four years, contract extension and new money. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Gary, why in the hell is everybody screaming about Mike Pettin today? The defense gave up 13 points and got the stop to win the game. What 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 was so terribly defensively? You had the offense turn the ball over twice. 
And in addition to that, they gave up a special teams run back. The defense gave up 13 points. Well, because you still feel that they can get they can get gouged. You still feel that teams can run on them. Uh, you still feel that they can't stop the run. That's that's why people are still upset. I mean, there there was nothing any that, for me there were there was anything promising out of that game defensively that told me that they can now stop the run. They got gassed up front. You still got double team. They were still walking guys back to the backers on a double team block. They were getting to the second level. That's why people are upset. At least that's why I would be upset. I mean, that for right now, they still – I mean, the game was weird all the way around. But if you just want to look at our defense, if you think our defense is, is the Achilles heel to this team, if you think that we need to stop the run, well, those answers – those questions wasn't answered in this game. That I agree with. That 100%. But when people are screaming about the defense today and the criticism is not falling on the offense – I, I, I'm well, kind of like scratching my head. Even, well, well, even that and special teams. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Right. I, I think, I think for the most part, Bill, to the defense of our fans, I think most people believe that we're going to score points. I think if you're a Packer fan, I think you're more worried about our defense than you are about our offense. Then can, can we get a stop? Can we get out the field? Jacksonville is not a good team. You got a rookie quarterback. Was it fifth, sixth round pick? And I mean, they didn't put did a that, ton of pressure on him today. No, that kid looked pretty good today. He was comfortable. He was clean for the better part of the day. So he looked good I'm last fan, week I'm too. Look, yeah, if I'm a fan, I'm looking at that. I'm going, this guy's a rookie, and he is having a pretty good day against us. The running back, uh, Robinson, Robinson is, is having yeah. a pretty yeah is having a pretty good day against us. Yeah, he and averaged so almost think, five yards a carry. Right, right. If you're thinking like, okay, now. Can we beat Tampa because we know Tampa's better? Can we beat New Orleans because we know New Orleans is a better team than this? Can we beat Seattle because we know Seattle's a better team than this? Can we beat the Rams because we know? So I think if you're a Packer fan, you, th- those are the things that are popping up in your mind defensively. Can we stop those teams? They absolutely not. They can't. If you, if it's going to come down to one drive, maybe. But if the Packers' offense doesn't do their part, you're not going to win games. If the Packers' offense against those teams doesn't score at least 27, they're not going to win. You're not right. going to win those games. I mean, that's right. it's as simple as that. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to uh, Jesse listening to us in Brooklyn, New York. Jesse, how you doing? By the way, congratulations. You got the Rockefeller uh, Center tree up today. Wait, what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. It just means it's Christmas spirit in New York. <laughs> There's not even gonna be Santa Claus on 34th Street. It's yeah. it's all meaningless. Uh, kind of to carry that same sentiment. I feel like the regular season is sort of meaningless as long as you get in the playoffs. It's hit or miss. You know this. Okay, I hate to blame the officials. And by the way, thank you for being a guest on the Jessica Salas show. Uh, the officiating was truly remarkable, right? It wasn't like, oh, we got job, because I think they had terrible calls for us and against us, right? Mm-hmm. Barely saw I agree. Aaron Jones. Uh, last point, on to Indy, and I love you guys. Peace.
There you go. On to Indy. Now, Indianapolis looked really good on Thursday night. They're on that mini bye now. They have these three days to kind of rest, get ready. They'll be back at practice on Monday. They get that day off, and then they get back at it for the Packers on Wednesday. Uh, Early line on that game is Indy's getting two and a half. Uh, I might have to take that uh, and bet on Indy. Uh, I don't want to, but, man, after watching the Green Bay Packers play this way and play down to the competition, uh, you know, then again, Gary, they're going to be going into a dome where they seem to thrive. They love going into domes. They love using their speed. They love opening up the offense. The offense is, like you said, it was a tale of two offenses. There was no motion. There wasn't much movement. They were coming out of the huddle a little bit late again today. It just seemed like this was just another disjointed offensive performance. And I don't know if you look at Aaron Rodgers or do you look back at Matt LaFleur and go, what are you doing? Why is it one week that everything looks like it's flowing and there's motion and there's movement and there's misdirection and you got rollouts and naked bootlegs and hitting guys in the open flat, and then the next week you're back to everybody's stationary, one man in motion at best, single back backfields. You're not doing the two tight ends. You're not, it just it, it got simple again. Uh, yeah, I, and, I, and it's hard to put my finger on it. It was just disjointed. Um, it felt like – and that, for the back a little back for the lack of better words, Bill, I feel like it was like a McCarthy's offense. It was like it were two different game plans. It was like Rodgers may had a game plan and Lafleur had a game plan, and they never really meshed today. I mean, there was, you know what, Matt Lafleur offense looks like. It is mm-hmm. predicated on the run game, play action pass off that crossing patterns. And they never really kind of got into that rhythm of that. I mean, it was a lot of um, Devontae Adams screen passes over here in the flat. We did a lot of those things. And to me, it's just it was it just felt disjointed. It did. It just didn't look I mean, just for me. Right. It just didn't feel right. It just felt disjointed. Right. And then to have Devontae Adams have the ball wrestled out of his hands on a third and four. Yeah. And that ended up ending that drive. He didn't play and well. They, no, he did not. And then to have that he ball punched well. out of his hands for a fumble, that wasn't – I mean, it's just three different drives ended by mistakes. Right. So, when, when you kind of, uh, you know, f- figure that all into the into the final equation, yeah, it, it was an ugly game by the Green Bay Packers. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Let's go to James listening to us down in Virginia. James, welcome to the program. Green and Gold Postgame Show. I love you to death, man. I'm just disappointed about the defense. I mean, we gave up 17. Why should we give it up 17? Well, they held them under 20, and the defense, what was it? The defense ended up giving up 13 today, not 17. Seven of that was on special teams. The defense gave up 13 today. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, if we want to go deep in the postseason, we need to shore up that defense. Well, that's been something that Gary, Gary, appreciate the phone call. Gary and I have been talking about for a while. That if you think to yourself, does is this this defense is never going to be a shutdown defense? I mean, no. what they what, no. what they're going to have to do is no. get off the field a couple of times and maybe get a turnover if they're going to get deep into right. the postseason. That's it. Right. Right. But the key for the yeah. Packers winning is getting this offense on track, making it a track meet, getting Correct. the Packers to twenty-seven or better, and letting the defense Correct. just do enough. Right. I mean, that's what this it is. So, is. Yeah, yeah. This defense bill is about getting stops. And, you know, they need to try to get, you know, two stops per quarter if they can do that. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a dominating defense, but they just got to get off on third down. 
did the defense do anything today that you didn't count on? You know what I mean? Well, People they, are they saying, well, we got to fix this defense. Well, wait a minute. The defense <laughs> did exactly what they thought they, you thought they would do. They got a pick. They got a pick? Which, they gave up 13. Which is thrown right to a guy. Um, yeah. How many sacks they get? They get a couple sacks. But They but got a couple sacks not, late, yeah. Yeah, but this team is not very good. I mean – the the pick they got was because the guy fell, and I can't poo poo it, but I'm just saying the pick they got because the guy fell down, mm-hmm. and the sacks you're right it came late in the you know in the game when they knew right. that these guys had to throw. I mean, it just it was just really nothing impressive. Now, I, and, I, and if you're a Packer fan, you need to be watching the Rams and the Seahawks because everybody's gonna poo poo the Rams because the Rams defense gives up a lot of points. So you've got to figure out. Looking at this, look. Not, I'm sorry. The Seahawks defense gives up a lot of points. Yes, they you do. Looking at this, yeah. You, if you're looking at this Seahawks and Rams game, you got to be asking yourself, you know, is our defense better than either one of these defenses? Because that's what it's going to come down to. How many stops can you get? Um, remember, you didn't have King. You didn't have Jair again today because of the concussion True. protocol. What? what okay. Kevin King, man, that I saw a stat today that he's only played in fifty six percent of the games that he's eligible for since he was drafted. I mean, this guy, what'd they do? Rip that that quad muscle off the bone? How long does it take to come <laughs> back from no, that damn thing? I have no idea, right? That is the most puzzling thing ever, Bill. What I mean, one day he's out of practice and he's practicing, then they bring him back inside. I have no idea. And you've no only idea. got this week. Now you gotta get Lazard activated. Right. Otherwise, you can't bring him back the rest of the season. So he's got to be activated and that's, this week. And that's and that's promising. You get Lazard back. You get MVS back into his number three hole. I mean, I that's that's good for this offense. I like the way Marquez Valdez Scanling played today. It seemed like last week went a long way and kind of building up his confidence a little bit. He ended up today with uh, six targets, four catches, one hundred and forty-nine yards today. And a touchdown, and that long one being that 78-yard catch and run where he just beat everybody. So I like the fact that Marquez Valdez-Scanling starting to see a little bit of what his potential was to where he could start to lift the lid a little bit on a defense, and that should then open things up again for Devontae Adams. 12 uh, targets, 8 catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, with Even well, with I mean, a bad ankle in the second half. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what MVS does. He's a speed guy. But, Bill, did you see the replay, though, on the MVS touchdown? I yeah. Did, did, you, did you see the bobble? Did it, did it just take your breath away? It it you saw the little bit of the the, the wiggle. Yes, that you thought <laughs> he's gonna drop this thing. He yeah, double caught it. He double yeah. caught him. Like oh my god, this guy's double right. catching. Please, he's hey, just, as long as he keeps doing that, though, I'm not, good with it. Well, he's just he what it just tells you. He's just no. He's just not a fluid catcher. He's just not. It's just not easy for him. Even you hear it all the time. Play like that, right? You hear it all the time where guys say uh, soft hands. He's got soft hands. He's yes. got great hands because he's got him. soft He doesn't have yeah. soft hands. No, 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 no. No, he does not. Far from it. But, you Eight, know, five, he, he played well. Ahead. He played well. He played yeah. well. I would agree. He played well. Yep. He played well. He played confident. It seemed like, again, the more you get this guy involved, absolutely. Uh, this one is from Mike who says, guys, this was an absolutely embarrassing effort. Embarrassing by who? Look, they played down to the competition. I'll agree with that. And it seemed like the energy wasn't there. I'll agree with that, too. It seemed like it took a while for the offense to even wake up. I never thought they were going to lose this game. Did you ever feel they were going to lose this game, Gary? Um, 
I didn't know. I was in flux. I mean, they, because they weren't playing well. But 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 I was saying to myself, but they don't have a quarterback. Jacksonville can't win this game. They don't have enough. Yeah. And but we were just we we were just giving it away. I mean, a lot of things were happening that shouldn't be happening. I mean, the fumble, the the, the catch by uh, Devontae Adams, and then the fumble after that. You're like, what is going on? The interception by Rodgers. You're like, what what is? And Rodgers in this game just he just cussing out everybody. I mean, he was just like on one and you knew he was very uncomfortable and he just doesn't play well when he's uncomfortable like that. And so, yeah, I had doubt. Yeah. I had doubt in my mind if they could pull this off or not. I I mean, I really did. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back. Elle is in Philadelphia. Dan is out in LA. We got calls coming in from all over the country. Bakhtiari is signed to a four-year contract extension in case you're just tuning us in. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. in the final. The Packers go to 7-2 on the season. It wasn't pretty, but you take a win, and sometimes you just need to win ugly. Uh, What that, you know, relates to, we'll have to wait and see. The Packers take on a very tough Indianapolis Colts team a week from today, and that is a a changed start time, by the way. It went from noon to 3.20 is the kick down in Indianapolis. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Back to the phone lines that are completely full. Let's go to our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia. L, how you doing, pal? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Um, not much. Uh, yeah. So this game. Um, first of all, I want to give M- M- MVS's props, man. He had a hell of a game today. Um, considering his his, uh, his history of dropping the ball and not doing the right thing. I mean, this guy sat down in the zone today, caught a nice pass, caught a bomb. Um, you know, props to him and props to the Packers too for locking up uh, Bakhtiari too. That's the clear the air. We're going to put it out there. We're going to make sure we're going to solidify that left side of that line and, you know, doing what they're doing. But, um, yeah, you, you can't – I mean, I see I hear people bagging on the on the defense, man. The defense did a, a – a, a, I'm not going to say a, a great job, but um, considering, you know, what was going on, they only gave up 14 points. Um, I don't know, man. It, it seems like the blueprint is out for us, though. Like, you just got to play us physical and it right. can be anybody. And – they're going, that's going to keep you in the game. I mean, we definitely got our physical on both sides of the ball today. Yeah. It was there was roughing Devontae up, roughing our receivers. That's why I want to give MVS his props for playing good today, playing through all of that. Um, do we easily? I, it's crazy because we were four, we were fourteen point favorites today, and I looked at that spread was like that's real misleading. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not going to beat these dudes by fourteen points. I knew that going in. Just the fact that we didn't have our corners, our back, the back of our defense wasn't there. And I knew they were going to probably play loose and all of that type of stuff. Like, them, there's a lot of stuff that them guys should have been getting in reference in the passing game. But, um, yeah, it's um, I'm not really too much mad. I don't know really what to take it. Like you guys said, it was a weird game. Like, it was really weird. And then for Aaron Rodgers to throw that dumb behind pass, like, yeah, that was a terrible pass. He made a terrible read. And then Devontae just being careless with the ball, losing the ball. We don't usually do that. We're so spoiled of us seeing us not turning the ball over like that. And that's what kept them guys in the game and made it much closer than what it was. But, I'm just happy to get a win. 
not too many bad injuries, and um, you know, a bunch of guys are going to be coming back like Lazard and so on and so forth. But my question is, what's up with Seth Roberts? Like, is, is they going to bring him <laughs> up? Like, what are they? What are they doing? Like, I, I mean, is it like a deadline where they could bring him on a team or what? Like, he's been on the practice squad for the past three, four weeks. Like, what's what's going on? So I just want you guys to just chime in on that. But thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Um, so Gary, there's a lot there to cover. Uh, first and foremost, he's, he's right. The past though, I will say this, and, and we don't know specifically, but we also have to take into account 50 mile an hour wins. I, I don't know sure, if that pass sure. that was thrown behind the receiver by Aaron Rodgers it ends up getting picked off. I, I don't know if that got hit by the wind, got knocked down, got slow. I mean, I don't know, but we act like there wasn't any wind today. When you look at a bad pass coming off of Aaron Rodgers. And we don't know. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, thrown into the wind or what have you. So, But sometimes, you you, you know, he's right. You know, you got a secondary that's out. You've got, by the way, David, we're going to hear from David Bakhtiari. He's meeting with the media. But uh, the report is he said today that uh, he has broken ribs, and that's the reason he has not been playing. So we knew he had a chest injury. We just didn't know if it was the cartilage or broken ribs. And usually right. broken ribs, you're a couple of weeks and then you come back. Cartilage can mm-hmm. take a little bit longer because – and I've never had that. Uh, I don't know what it's like, but they say if you, you know, tear some cartilage in the chest plate or near some ribs, it's worse than having a broken rib. So uh, I just was taking a stab at it, but uh, he said he had broken ribs. And he said it was a, a blessing to be able to have the broken ribs so he could concentrate on getting the deal done. Uh, and that way he wasn't uh, having to worry about getting a deal done while he was actually playing and preparing for games. So anyway, there you go. Well, good. Look forward to hearing from him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he kept you guys in the dark. He kept everybody in the dark, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Didn't say one word about it. I mean, we asked him, of course, but nothing. Crickets. I mean, we didn't even know he was going to play in the game or not. Didn't didn't tip us off on that either. So, um, um, but but you you got to figure you're right. When you start talking chest injuries, it's normally ribs. Yeah, it's either ribs or the cartilage around the ribs. One of the two. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Uh, eight five five eight three zero eight six. What was his other question? He had another question. Uh, it was it was it the Rogers? Well, who was it? Seth Rogers? No, who was the guy he was talking about? Was that who? Was uh, Seth about? Roberts. Seth Roberts, a wide Seth receiver. Seth Roberts. Yeah, he yeah. talked about Seth Roberts, a wide receiver. Why he can't get on? Uh, why he can't get on the field? Right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Marquez is playing better. Devontae's your guy. Um. Equinemia St. Brown, they really want to get into the mix, being a sixth-round draft choice and a guy that's shown him some promise. Is he better than Jawan Winfrey? Because Jawan Winfrey's probably your, what, sixth wide receiver on the squad, unless you go to Darius Shepard or Malik Taylor, and they like Malik Taylor. But Jawan Winfrey, is he better than Jawan Winfrey? I don't know. You I know? mean, to be honest with you, maybe you strike gold down there. I don't know. But you're reaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, I don't see these guys. And, and, you know, Bill, we haven't been to practice since all yeah. this stuff. So we, we don't we don't get a chance. And you're and you're right. When you talk about the Green Bay Packers, you're not privy to a lot of information. And now with all the COVID stuff, we really don't get up anymore. It's you, you really not getting anything out of that. Matter of fact, the Badgers are not getting worse than the Packers. Uh, right. As far really as information is, as far as information is concerned. Yeah. Yep. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four. Let's go to Dan listening to us out in L.A. Dan, welcome to the program. What's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, great to hear you. Yeah, just wanted to mention a couple things. I th- Bill, I think you're totally correct uh, about the defense. Obviously, the special teams touchdown isn't on them. 
it's just frustrating to watch, I think, because we see, you know, we see them getting gashed for a few big plays. We see a lot of missed tackles out there. I think that's probably the biggest, most frustrating thing. And I'm just watching this, and I'm like, man, if Gardner Minshew is starting for the Jaguars, do they win this game? I, I think you'd have to say maybe they do, or maybe at least it goes to overtime or, or something, because Jake Luton I knew nothing about. He missed a lot of passes. And I feel like a better quarterback maybe beats the Packers today. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'd agree with I that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about. And because yeah. they, I mean, if you come away watching this game, and and I know the offense had its struggles, but you know what's going to win or lose this season for us. It's going to be on defense. And you're looking at a one in seventeen, and you're asking yourself, okay, I want to see us be stout up front. They were able to get to the second level, just like the Vikings did. And they were able to get to the linebackers. They were able to gas you. And you're right. If if you had Miss you playing, would he have made some of those passes that, that Luton missed? And, I, and I, the answer to that, I think yes. Uh, Dan, I, I think that another quarterback, a better quarterback, a more experienced quarterback – probably completes a few more passes, moves the ball a few more times, maybe puts up another six, ten points, something to that extent. Yeah, probably ends up beating the Packers. But the Packers, remember, with three different occasions, with two with Devontae Adams and one with Aaron Rodgers, they stopped their own drives. So as much as we want to give credit and say, look, uh, the, the Jaguars – and I look, I even tweeted sure. it out. I thought the Jag- Jaguars defense, they hit. They mm-hmm. hit and they hit hard. They, they're good in coverage. I mean, they do a lot of things really, really well. It's just that they've got a really inexperienced quarterback and a, and a bad – I don't want to say a bad offense. they got a good running back in Robinson. I like him. they got some yeah, good weapons. Nice. Their offensive line is good. They're not great. Uh, but they're, they're, they're not bad. And they're probably, they're probably a better team than what their record indicates. But in a quarterback-driven league, you've got to have that guy under center. And Luton is going to get more and more experience, and he'll get better. But – uh, you're right. If you get a better quarterback under center, chances are you probably put up a few more points and walking away with a win after the Packers uh, did themselves in a couple of times on a couple of different drives. Let's go to Alex listening to us in South Carolina. Alex, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good. Uh, first of all, I, I'm smiling right now. So that, that game was way more fun than I expected. We're on top of the NFC. Everyone just needs to relax. We're a Seahawks loss, or yeah, Seahawks loss tonight away from completely controlling our own destiny for the number one seed. It's all good. But I'm, I'm about to defend our defense because, Bill, you're almost there. But I'm going to take it a step further than you. The Packers defense played well today. They gave up 260 total yards. What more do you want them to do without their top two cornerbacks? If it wasn't for Devontae Adams' fumble, they might have only given up six points. Remember that second touchdown that they scored? The, the drive started at, our, at the Packers' 16-yard line. Yep. So, it's okay. We're fine. Our, our defense is it, – it's a work in progress. But everyone needs to relax. I'm old enough to remember last week when the Chiefs had to win a two-point game at home against the Panthers. I'm old enough to remember two weeks ago when the Buccaneers had to win a two-point game against the New York Giants, awful football team. These games happen. We're in great shape. We're 7-2. and two. We, We'll be fine. I love it. No, I, hey, appreciate the phone call. And for those that have been tweeting and saying the Packers suck, defense sucks, this and that, look, sucks is a strong word. Sucks is, sucks is Dallas right now. 
Sucks is the Jets right now. The Packers are far from being the Jets. The Packers have seven wins and only two losses to their names. Yes, we expected them to win by a larger margin here. There was no – Gary, if they win 42-10, to 10, people are going to want to know why they gave up 10. Yeah, I you don't know? know about that. I don't know about that, Bill. I think if you are a Packer – here's – I'm just going to speak for myself and not Packer fans. Gary, awesome point of view. I've been I've been here since 1981. Of course, get drafted by the Packers, plays for the Badgers, um, and, and really, you know, doing. I mean, I I really in our hate, you know, when you look at the Packers, it's really been about Brett Favre, right, and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that? But that's about 30 years of like good quarterback play. Mm-hmm. And I got and I got two Super Bowls to show for it. I've got a guy in Aaron Rodgers which I feel like is coming to the end. It feels like this is it. And the reason why it feels like that is because they took a guy in the first round that they moved up to go get named Jordan Love. And if you're and if you're a Packer fan, you understand how fortunate you are to have a quarterback like Brett Favre and then to back it up with Rodgers cuz that just really doesn't happen often in today's NFL. Really, quite frankly, it doesn't happen in yesterday's NFL either to get back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And you're asking yourself, do we have enough to win it right now? That's my angst, Bill. I'm not, I, I guess I won't speak for everybody else. That's my angst. We got a guy that probably is going to be here for another two years, maybe. Do we have enough to win a Super Bowl or even get back to a Super Bowl with this guy. And so right now, all the angst is for me is really about this defense. Cause I think Rodgers could be good enough with what he has when you get Lazard back to score some points. Is this defense good enough to get you to a Super Bowl or to win a Super Bowl? You sit here every week, and I'm sure you'll probably do this. You can do this every Monday, Bill. You can say top five teams in the NFC. And watch it change. You probably can do that every single Monday. You know, whether it depends mm-hmm. on what, what, the Packers could be first, could be the Hawks, could be the Rams, could be the Cardinals. You, you know what I mean? And I, and I think th- that is my angst. And right now, I feel like the Achilles heel of this team is the defense. And if you're watching the Rams and if you're watching the Hawks right now or you watch the Buccaneers, they had a joke just go out, go 90 on somebody here today. If you're watching those games and you're saying to yourself, Seth, that team, those teams are better than Jacksonville. And you're asking yourself, what would they do to us? I think to me, that's where my angst come in about the Packers. It may not be so much of the of what Jacksonville is. It it would it probably more has to do with these other four or five teams in the NFC is can we beat them and get to the Super Bowl before Aaron Rodgers is done? Because nine times out of ten, Bill, Jordan Love is not the guy. It's nope. probably a guy after him. So mm-hmm. unless they build it through a defense or do something like that. So that's my angst with, with the Green Bay Packers. 855-830-8648. We got more guys on hold. Stay tuned. If you want to like the lines, go ahead and do so. Get a hold of us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels or at Gary Ellerson. We got a lot more to go. Talking Packers, talking Jaguars, getting you ready for the Indianapolis Colts. Next up on the docket, David Bakhtiari signs a contract extension worth $103.5 million and uh, the capability to even make more, becoming the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL history. We'll be back right after this. 
Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. The Packers get a win 24-20. They knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars. They go to 7-2 and two on the season. It wasn't pretty, but you'll take a win. Now they got to get ready for a good Indianapolis team. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We're taking your phone calls. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Uh, let's get back to it. Uh, let's go to uh, Tim listening to us in Racine. Tim, how you doing today? What's going on? Hey, how you guys uh, doing today, Bill and uh, Gary? Good. We got about a minute. Shoot. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you what do you guys think their biggest warts are? I know you guys got on the defense thing. We we touched that. Okay, I get it. But to me, it's the tackling a little. If anything, it's just some tackling and some maybe little missed things here. It's nothing like I don't think can't be fixed. But is that what you guys kind of think, or no, or what? Um, I appreciate the phone call. If you had to say the biggest warts on this team, Gary, is probably consistent pass rush because it's, it hasn't been the same as it was last year. Tackling, you can obviously say the fundamentals. I, I think just right. the the beef up front and the ability to stop the run. Mike Pettin, did I even made a note of it because people were all over Pettin. And I, it's not that I Perfect. sit here and defend Pettin. It's just that I look at things and I'm like, he ended up putting in – Tyler Lancaster, he had Kenny mm-hmm. Clark. He brought linebackers mm-hmm. up the gut, and they still mm-hmm. got beat. Mm-hmm. They still got beat on the run. Robinson mm-hmm. still ran through them, and the line, the offensive line of the Jacksonville Jaguars got pushed. You can't do any more than that. Correct. And to me, it's about the, the, the Jimmys and the Joes, not the X's and the O's more so than anything. Mm-hmm. So for, for what you want to do with scheme, yeah, guys can tackle better. They can maybe be in the right place at the right time, but – you got to win the battles, man. If you're not winning the battles, you're only as good as your weakest link. And if your weakest link is not winning, they're going to run it down the weakest link's throat every damn day. And you've got to figure out a way to overcome that. And the Packers just don't have the, the Jimmys and the Joes to be able to do so. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Also, we're going to hear from the uh, richest NFL offensive lineman in history, mm. David Bakhtiari, oh, coming up in the next hour as well. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold Postgame Show with Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. It wasn't pretty, but it's a W. 24-20, the Packers knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars. They go to 7-2 and two in the season. Now they set their sights on Indianapolis. Welcome back. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside, and it's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. You want to get a hold of us, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You can get a hold of us on Twitter, at Gary Ellerson. At Gary Ellerson, you can find me, at Bill underscore Michaels. And I'm kind of going through what our last caller, Gary, before the top of the hour stated. And he's right. Tampa Bay barely beat the Giants. The, the, the teams that are considered to be the best in the NFC, Seattle, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. I think we can all agree on that. Seattle barely beat the Patriots and the Cowboys. Tampa Bay barely beat the Giants. 
The Saints were beaten by the Packers, barely beat the Chargers, barely beat the Panthers, and barely beat the Bears. So we believe that the Packers are a team that has flaws, but I think in this particular year, you look at the rest of the NFC, everybody's got flaws. Everybody's had a bad game. Everybody's had a clunker. So to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-20 in the fashion they did wasn't a good game. I'm not going to argue with anybody that says it was lethargic, there wasn't energy, it looked craptastic. I'll agree with you. But to say that they're a bad team or they suck or what, you know, every team has gone through this this season. Every team's got one of those bad wins on their docket. The point is those teams that won, they won. So do I think the Packers are going to win a Super Bowl at this point? I think I'd hedge my bets in the way of no. But in this kind of a weird year where nobody's dominant in the NFC, you think to yourself, why not? If their offense is on and if they get Lazard back, they get they get uh, uh, King back, they get uh, Jair Alexander back, they come back at full strength and things begin to click a little bit, why not? You know what I mean? No, I mean, you're right. It's, it, it is a flawed season everywhere. And you're just wondering if you have enough in this flawed season. Is your flaw bigger than the Seahawks' flaw, right? Is your right. flaw bigger than I mean, because that that's really what you're you're getting getting into, Bill. Is it? And I understand that, and I get that. And if you know, if you just ask yourself, uh, if you get into a game, let's say like the Vikings game. I mean, you saw that Viking games went. We scored, they scored. We scored, they scored. We scored, they scored. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then their defense get a stop. And ours did it. Right. And that was the problem. That was it. We we couldn't get off the field. Completely agree. That was it. That that's what it came down to. And and so look, the the Packers offense is going to be the thing that carries this. Correct. We know that the Packers have to get at least twenty seven points a game, and the defense has to get a couple of stops, and they can win a lot of ball games. No doubt about Correct. that. Right. But but to say that the you know this this it's hopeless and this team stinks and it's like no it, it's that's not true it's it's no no it's a good no. football team it just needs to go to another level correct and they're 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 in the top five in the NFC depends on which week it is right I 100% agree let's do this let's get back to the phone calls uh, let's see here who do we have we got Brandon in Virginia still Brandon welcome to the program what's going on man. Uh- well, thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder there. I mean, that was a great discourse. Uh, you know, it, it, with this with this team, I mean, you know, the easiest way to lose a playoff game, I think, is not being in a playoff game. So, I mean, are we are we too hasty here with with this team and its prospects in terms of yes, some some foils and problems and whatnot, but in terms of prospects for the future i guess you know looking at the rest of the nfc i mean like you said you guys elaborated on it beautifully i mean there, there's warts all over the place in the nfc and even the afc they'll, they'll, you know so i guess my question for you gentlemen is i mean do you see when it, when it really comes down to brass tacks in the future for this team do you, do you really see there's a team like you can't beat or there's there's some kind of you know under underhanded thing that this 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 Packer offense or defense can't overcome because frankly you know with week by week league with COVID I'm not sure it exists. Uh, I appreciate the phone call. Um, 
is there nothing they can't overcome? Yeah, they can't consistently win against the run. I mean, if we had to put it to, to it, I think that the, 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 the secondary is good. The pass rush has not been what it was from last year, although we saw Preston Smith get into the action again today. And we also saw Zedarius come up with a sack when they needed it most. Rashawn Gary got some pressure. But I think uh, the, the warts, as one of our callers uh, before said, what do you think the problems are with this team? I think they're the same. I think you need one additional weapon, although they've done remarkably well, Gary, with the, the wide receivers that they have. And if Marquez Valdez-Scantling continues to emerge and you get Lazard back, you've got three really good guys and, and one guy that can blow the lid off, two really good route runners in Lazard and Devontae Adams. Then you've got the guys coming out of the backfield and then you've got the, the tight end situation that should be enough to at least get you over the top. But it's still Kenny Clark needs extra help up front and your middle linebackers are – you know, I mean, are what they are, right? I mean, am I missing anything right. here? No, you're not missing nothing at all. And you know, you, your your offense should get better with the with the return of Lazard for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, your defense will get better because of your top two cornerbacks. Uh, the guys that filled in are getting some much needed playing time, which makes them better when all you get all your other players back. Um, but. And that's in the secondary. Right now, you're healthy. You're pretty much healthy up front, and you're, you're not stopped. So we, we know what the warts are, right? We know what it is, and we know uh, it's about our guys up front. Um, I was watching. I don't know if you had a chance to see. Um, there was a piece today. I believe it was on Fox. Michael Strahan was interviewing Aaron um, McDonald here, and he was talking about how he gets double teamed all the time and how he had to just get refocused and try to take his game to another level to try to defeat the double teams. But within that, he said, though, but if I'm getting double teamed, then that means my teammates are getting one-on-ones and my teammates are going to have to win those ba- those battles. Right. So if, if which I'm saying, if, if, if Clark is getting double teamed, uh, Adams, uh, Lowry, I mean, the, Lancaster – those guys are going to have to win their one-on-one battles up front. 100% agree. And if they're not, then that's where the problem lies, not necessarily with Kenny Clark. Right. I, I, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Let's go to Travis listening to us in Mississippi. Travis, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey there, man. How y'all doing today, man? All right. All We're, right. Uh, my only concern is with, with today's game, man. I feel like we shouldn't have had to rely on Devontae Adam to do all the work for the offense. If it's not Devontae Adams, it's Aaron Jones. And I feel like we need MVS, St. Brown, and other receivers to uh, do more. And Robert Tunyon, too. That's the only thing I have to say. I feel like the defense today played play decent. And they didn't play good, but they played decent today to keep the uh, Jaguar offense and contain today. That's my only question. The defense played decent. I'll give you that. Uh, again, they only gave up 13 points. The other seven were from a, a special teams gaffe. They came right. up with the sacks, and they came up getting off the field when they needed to to win the ball game. And we always felt that this defense never would do that, and people now want to say, well, they didn't do it because they – the only reason they did it was because it was up against a bad quarterback. That's, we, we didn't qualify it at the beginning of the season or Mm-mm. going into this game saying they could only do it against a bad quarterback. You know, I mean, they did what they needed to do. I, look, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I just think that to point at the defense today and say this is the reason that this game was close, I think you're wrong. I think the offense was bad. I think special teams were bad. 
And Matt LaFleur, we're going to hear from him coming up here in a little bit too. He called the lack of energy for this game, quote, disturbing. I mean, that's on the coach, mm. right? I I don't know. I mean, I I think when you're when you're a professional pro ball, um, you're getting paid a lot of money, Bill, to do that. Mm-hmm. I, and you you and I both know the the rah rah speech last five ten minutes until you get punched in the mouth, then it's that's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- these guys have got to be able to get themselves ready to go. For me, I I just saw the the offense was off. It just wasn't right. Something wasn't right with the offense today. Now you you made great points today in talking about the defense. How really, if you look at the real numbers inside the numbers and what they gave up, you'll take that all day long. So. You could be saying the effort was there on defense, and you just didn't get it on a. To me, the offense wasn't right. Something wasn't right with within the framework of how the offense is supposed to work today. Yeah, it seemed like it was. Um, it just wasn't what we were accustomed to seeing. When it's really working, and it's really when they talk about a rhythm and a flow, we didn't see that today. That 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 was the Not one thing all. we didn't see yeah. consistently. We saw a, a, again. At times they got out of the they got out of the huddle late. At times they were running up against the clock. At times, no, very little motion. You know, they had one guy in motion, but they didn't have multiple movements, or, or it wasn't the same thing that we've seen consistently up until this point. I agree with you. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We sure. got more people. We got Randy and Sheboygan, Mark in New Berlin. Uh, we'll get to it as well. We got the first score of the game coming up. We got all of our uh, different segments that we got to get to. We got Matt Lafleur. We're going to hear from David Bakhtiari. We're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. All of that. Coming up, Packers get a win, 24-20. They knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars, go to 7-2. and two. More of the Green and Gold postgame show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Welcome back. Packers get a win, 24-20. They knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, they go to 7-2 and two of the season. And the first score of the game, it was a big one. It was Marquez Valdez-Scanling, 78 yards. Here it is. Going deep. And the catch is made. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is going to scamper into the end zone. There you go. That's the uh, Schulze Family Farms Beef uh, score, first score of the game. And, again, it's brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Again, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Randy is in Sheboygan. Randy, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. After you know, it, it, it's good to have that victory. You know, put up that W. But 
you know, one thing I got to ask is, you know, having that running game, that dual-headed monster in the back between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, you know, what kind of pressure does that take off of uh, of Mr. Rogers? And, uh, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, A.J. Dillon coming up here in the future? I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for the thanks for the time, guys. Thanks, Randy. Today, Gary, it seemed like Jamal Williams was getting uh, – Early on, anyway, kind of a, a yeoman's bulk of the carries in this contest, although Aaron Jones still ended up with more carries than him. But it's become a pretty good pretty good mix between those two guys. Yeah, it, it really has, Bill. But we just, I mean, today, once again, they, they didn't have a, a, a good mesh um, within the run game. That You know, normally it's a bit more fluid, and that was a bit herky-jerky. Now, you saw... Um, Aaron Jones come on at the end there in the third, fourth quarter, late, late third quarter, uh, fourth quarter, and gassed him a couple of times. But for the most part, um, they held him in check. 855-830-8648. Yeah, the, uh, the run game was not great. 21 carries between those two guys today, 13 for Aaron Jones, 8 for Jamal Williams, and only 76 yards. And they averaged right about 3.6 yards per carry today. So it wasn't anything spectacular for either one of those guys. Uh, and you could even say to a certain extent the Jacksonville Jaguars' defensive front had a lot to do with that. They were they were hitting and they got pushed today. So give yeah. Jacksonville a little bit of credit as well. We knew their defense was decent coming into the game, but they were certainly better against the run than, than, than what they were uh, against the pass. Yeah. 855-830-8648. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's go to uh, let's go to Mark listening to us in New Berlin on our flagship station out in Milwaukee. Mark, how you doing? Uh, good. I'm looking at this in a little different way. And, uh, Gary knows me. He probably knows this is how I think. All the F-bombs that Rodgers was, was directing at his players, he said more F-bombs than in a bar on a Saturday night at, a, at his own players. He was looking at the sidelines where plays were coming in, shaking his head in disbelief. I mean, I think there's a little more here than meets the eye with this. I think the honeymoon's starting to get over a little bit now. You know, I think, you know, he look, you know, coaches would come up to talk to him after when he went to the sidelines, he wouldn't talk to him. I mean, it looks like I think the old Aaron is back now, guys. I think he's the one running the show. <laughs> you know, I think the, you know, we can laugh about it, but you don't, you don't F-bomb your players like that. I don't care who you are. Tom Brady might yell at him, but he you, can, you don't read his lips. Um, F bomb and Julian Edelman when he was in New England like that, like Devontae. You just don't do that. I think there's something here that we're not seeing, guys. Well, I'll um, let my good friend Bill call. Michaels an- answer that. Go ahead, Billy. Take I, that one. Isn't this what Aaron's always done? <laughs> That's Aaron being. Well, Aaron? you know he was. Well, he was supposed to be different this year. You know, he yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Well, I think that he felt what a lot of us felt. It was a disjointed game. He, he There was probably a level of frustration. There was times where, um, Gary, when the play came in, you could see him looking over to the sidelines like, this, this, no, what are you doing? You know, and, I mean, I don't know if there was some uh, disagreement on play calling. I don't know if – and here's the other thing. You're halfway through the season. If guys still don't know where the hell they're supposed to be, then he des- they deserve to be screamed at. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it certainly has had an effect on Marquez Valdez Scaling specifically over the last couple of weeks, right? I mean, he's really kind of yeah. stepped up and played well. 
So while there, there's probably a level of frustration, and I'm sure he's feeling a lot of what many of us fans felt, like there was just this level of ineptitude today. But I, I don't see it week in and week out to where Aaron Rodgers is just mad at the world. Do you see that? No, I no, I have not seen that. He was a bit frustrated today. I mean, I get yeah. it. It, it. It was a frustrating game to watch. I'm sure it was frustrating for him. I I, I, I get it. Take on that. And yeah. but I'm not. I think what happens is the camera catches Aaron Rodgers screaming and yelling, and people go off. The camera catches Tom Brady screaming and yelling, and he's a competitor. Yeah, there's what's something the difference? To that. Yeah, no what's the difference, about it, Bill? You know. Um, then again, Tom Brady's got what, five, six rings to go with it. So yeah, I, I, I guess if Aaron Rodgers had five, six rings, they would say Aaron can pretty much do whatever <laughs> he wants, but he is trying yeah. to get a group of guys that are good, but not great. He's trying to get mm-hmm. a guy, a bunch of guys to go from being good to great and demands a certain level of, uh, uh, of excellence. Right. And when he doesn't get it, you know, if you don't give it, then there's, there's a price to be paid for that. And and I'll be honest with you, if he was just railing on guys all the time, I don't have a problem with it. But if you've ever talked to any of these guys like James Jones or you heard Greg Jennings today, you, you've talked to different guys that have played with him, they've all said the same thing. He's great right. to get along with, great in the huddle, great if, if you really are knowledgeable and you want to learn more, he's, he's always willing to sit down and talk with you. It's just when there's a play that's blown that maybe you should know or maybe you've been having trouble with in practice mm-hmm. and you should know it by now. If you're not in the right place or the right time or you're not in the personnel grouping or you're just coming onto the field late or the play is getting into the huddle late and things aren't working, he gets pissed because he's the smartest guy in the room. Oh, he knows no it. about it, yeah. yeah. So I, I get it uh, for what Mark's saying. Uh, I'm not concerned about it. I would be concerned about it if he was just screaming and yelling all the time. But since he's not, I'm not overly concerned. I'd rather see him coach guys up than to let be passive and let poor play go by the wayside. So mm-hmm. that's just me, though. Uh, 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Let's go back to New Berlin. Tyler is in New Berlin. Tyler, how you doing? Hey, Bill. Hey, Gary. How you guys doing? Hey, Tyler. Doing well. So I just want to touch on this, the caller before. I guess I'm just kind of sick of this, like, Aaron Rodgers yells at guys, so he's a bad person. He's yelling at guys because he's try, uh, the Jacksonville can't get players on and off the field, so he wants to he wants to get a free play, and guys don't get lined up correctly. I can understand how he's pissed about that. The other thing I would like to say is too is Ben Fennel said this on Twitter about how how this is a good win, and I don't know if I'd go that far to say it's a good win, but today not everything went right from the Packers, and they were still able to win a football game, and I'm happy to see that. We turned the football over. We weren't able to just run the ball. Our defense played a little bit better, but we gave up a special teams touchdown. And in the playoffs, not everything's going to go right, and you're not going to be able to beat everybody by 20. They lost the turnover battle, and they gave up a special team score, and they won the ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, on one hand, you look at it and go, okay, that's crappy. On the other hand, you say you still overcame your own mistakes and still won a ball game. I mean, I guess – uh, to the flip side of the coin, Gary, you can say that's what good teams do, right? Well, I mean, I think you can say that. I mean, they won an ugly game, but this team was one and seven. Is that is that what they were, Bill? One and seven. Yeah, one and seven. It should not have been win an ugly game, but it goes back to what you said earlier, though, Bill. It's it's been a weird year. 
Um, and and teams have been struggling. The top five teams in the NFC have been struggling. Um, I get that. But what you're looking for is maybe for this team to round into form, meaning that you're not struggling against a 1-7 and seven team. It looks like this team, Jacksonville, came in with more passion than you did. They came in and said, you know what? Here's the game plan. Let's beat these jokers up. Let's beat them up. They don't like to be physical. Let's get in them. Let's beat them up. And what you're saying to yourself, if that's all that they did, what will these other teams do to us who have better players, who have, who will have a better quarterback? What will they do to us if all if all Jacksonville did was just play with more effort and aggression without players? What will happen? Let's say if a Seahawks team or if a Rams team, or we saw what the Bucks team would do, would come in here and play with the same aggression but with better players, what would happen? Yeah. That's no, I c- completely agree. And, and, and that is a very valid argument. I completely agree with that. 24-20, to 20, the Packers get a win. They go to 7-2 and two on the season. We're going to come back. We are going to hear from David Bakhtiari, going to hear from the head coach, going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, all of that coming up. By the way, before uh, we uh, go anywhere, the injury report brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law Veterans. If you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. The only two of significance today, Devontae Adams left the game for a short period of time with an ankle, ended up coming back into the ball game and then uh, Tyler Irvin left, did not return. He has what they call a rib injury. We'll wait and see uh, the severity of that uh, coming up later this week uh, when practice begins. But uh, those are the two significant injuries today. Other than that, the Packers came through this relatively injury-free, and they even get David Bakhtiari back. Now you kind of hope that they can get guys like Alan Lazard back, Kevin King back, Jair Alexander comes back out of the concussion protocol. So all of those guys come back, and uh, then this team gets closer and closer to full strength down the stretch run. Again, it's brought to you by Tayback Law. Veterans feeling wrongfully denied uh, any of your benefits? Contact Tayback for the payback at Tayback, T-A-B-A-K, T-A-B-A-K, attorneys.com. That's TaybackAttorneys.com. We've got more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Twenty-four twenty, the Green Bay Packers get a win. They knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the Green Eagle post-game show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellison, alongside. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, Mike Clemens from Lambeau Field. And Michael, uh, news breaks at the end of this one. Uh, we've got uh, a, new, a left tackle with a new big contract and the highest-paid uh, left tackle and offensive lineman in NFL history. Very strange for it to come out on the eve of a game. Now, one of the things that though these players are talking about, besides the wind and the conditions today, is you know, kind of the lack of energy, the juice. Now, Aaron Rodgers just spoke, Bill, and he was asked about that. You know, the empty state, you should have rolled over these guys. So we're talking about energy. What do you think this is going to be like for this team uh, if you get to the postseason, maybe if you even get to the Super Bowl? Here's Aaron Rodgers. You know, from what I've heard, even, you know, planning for the Super Bowl, they're not expecting a lot of fans. So I would assume even under uh, the best conditions uh, in the city, in those cities that, you know, maybe 20, 30% is kind of the most that can be hoped for. Uh, I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. The difference to me, that's always been the biggest difference 
is the conditions themselves. So obviously having a loud fan base is important and feeling the energy, especially for the defensive players, is very important. But getting warmer weather or dome teams up here in December and January has always been, I feel like, a good advantage for us. Uh, and we've, you know, we've thrown the ball well in, the, in bad weather. We've won big games in the bad weather. You know, I think it does even some things out because it is everything just kind of moves a little bit slower. But getting a home game in, in uh, January with or without fans, hopefully with, uh, will definitely be an advantage for us. Rodgers had a quarterback rating of 108.1. They just couldn't convert on a lot of third downs today. And then David Bakhtiari, you know, this team had a choice. Uh, Aaron Jones or left tackle David Bakhtiari. They signed Bakhtiari, $103 million, four years. He's going to be the highest paid offensive lineman in the history of the NFL. And apparently the last time he had a contract deal was right before a Jaguars game as well. Here's Bakhtiari. Yeah, I mean, it, negotiations can get uh, heated. And uh, it really came down to the wire. And there's just something about Jacksonville that makes the Packers and myself want to get a deal done. So um, it was about 11 o'clock um, by the time I had signed on the dotted line. And I just said, let my close family and friends, people I knew that wouldn't say anything to distract from the game. Um, I think that happens. I mean, this is now my second time doing it with them. I, I think it's the normal um, negotiation. The one thing that I think we had in common was we did want to reach an agreement and I wanted to be here and they wanted me to be here. So I think that goal was strong enough to bridge the gaps. And Bill and Gary, you know, Matt LaFleur, he didn't know about it until the GM, Brian Gutekinds, told him about it before the game this morning. Oh, that's it's awesome. Anytime you, you see a guy get rewarded for a job well done, that gets you excited as a coach. Uh, you, you always want your players to get rewarded, and, and certainly he's earned that. And, you know, I found out this morning, Goody came and told me, um, and, you know, prior to the game, and I was pumped up. I didn't really get a chance to say anything to him uh, prior to the game, but actually uh, – First thing, first time I mentioned anything to him was after we scored our first touchdown, that long one to MBS, and he came running off and um, you know hugged him and told him that you know I'm I'm happy he's going to be a Packer for a really long time. So, you know, here's a game where you have these two stops in the fourth quarter. The Jaguars have got the ball in their hands; they're down by four. They've had this uh, James Robinson rush. He's the only guy that carried the football 23 times, 109 yards. Uh, and for some reason, the Jaguars got away with that, got away from that and tried the passing game toward the end of that game. Now, you saw, I know you guys were talking about, you know, the, the arm tackles today. There's a couple of plays where Zadarius Thomas, Zadarius Smith, rather, is out there. Um, I know he's playing on a sore ankle, but he's not even trying. I mean, he's just arm tackling at best. There's, they lacked an attitude to the end of the game. Now, Matt LaFleur was asked about the Packers' defense, though, coming up with those two stops at the end of the game when they needed it. I felt like that was the first time our team came alive. Uh, you could feel it on the sidelines, everybody rooting for one another. We need that from, from the opening kick. That's the standard. And we can't just pick and choose when we want to do that. Uh, yeah, the game's on the line, so it's easy to get up for that. That that We have got to do a better job from when we when, before we start the game to to uh, 
show that kind of energy, show that kind of motion, show that kind of support for one another that we saw at the end of the game. And if we don't get that, we're not going to be at our best. So uh, that's going to be something that we will challenge everybody in this organization that's a part of this football team to to bring more emotion to um, you, you can't take these opportunities for granted. You got to you got to give your best every time you get a chance to go out there. And again, it starts with myself and then it goes to our assistants and then our players. So we've got to do a better job. Just following up on that, why do you think that emotion wasn't there? Well, if, if I uh, knew, I, I definitely, it, it wouldn't be a problem, right? So um, I've got to do some investigating, obviously, and, and look at myself first. But that, that, that wasn't good enough. There's no doubt about it in terms of just the energy, the passion. We're playing football. These guys are playing a, a, you know, a kid's game, getting paid for it, man. Uh, and it's just, it's uh, disturbing to me that, and again, it starts with myself and our staff. We've got we've to bring more energy for these guys. So the win was a factor today. I mean, the Packers were going into it in the first quarter, and the Jags ended up taking the lead with the field goal. And, and with the runs that they had with James Robinson, Packers sort of picked up their game a little bit before the half there. And Doug Marone has you know, been in the league as a player and as a coach long enough. He was asked about how much that 40-mile-an-hour gust was a factor today at Lambeau Field. Well, I think if you watch the game, you know what I'm saying? I mean, with the with the amount, with the way the field position, with the way the punting, with the way the kicking, the wind was swirling. You don't, normally, actually, it was a across-the-field wind, which you don't usually get here in Green Bay. So that was a little bit different. Uh, so, yes, it, it did have, at least for me, I felt that it did have uh, an effect on, on the game. And the kid filling in at quarterback, the rookie in his second start out of Ohio State, Jake Luton, he was 18-35 with the one touchdown pass, 169 yards. But with the ball in his hands in those final two drives, could not convert and get them a touchdown to, to win this game. He talked about it after the game. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, it was rough. You know, that's a, that's a situation that you want to be in. You know, your defense gives you a chance to go win a ball game. And, uh, you know, we couldn't, couldn't execute. And uh, that hurts. You know, we're going to have to go back and, and take a look at it. Uh, look at how we can improve, but you know I think the defense did a great job, put us in a position to win the game, and, and we didn't pull through. And the Jaguars head coach Doug Marone, listen to this guy now, throws offensive coordinator Jay Gruden under the bus, because one of the Jacksonville reporters said, "Why wouldn't you run the football at the end of the game if that was the thing that was working for you, rather than calling those pass plays and putting the game all on the shoulders of your rookie quarterback?" and now you're one and eight. Now you're one and eight. And so this is Doug Brown, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach after the game. You know, we ran it on the on the third and one, you know, on the last series, you know, to get the first down to get another four. So those are good questions. I mean, obviously we, we felt we had a good play call. We thought we could get the ball down the field. We felt good that both their corners were out. But again, you know, when it doesn't work, I totally agree with you. You know, that's something that, you know, we'll go back and and probably should have run run the football and you know, um, you, you're right. Uh, obviously, every loss is frustrating for varying degrees. Uh, this one, uh, any more than some, than some of the others, just because you had you really had a chance to win the game, and your and your team overall played really well. I want to make sure I answer this the right way. Every time you play and lose, for me, I'm not going to talk about anybody else. There's something that's in my soul that just gets fucking ripped out. So that that's how I feel. So it doesn't matter whether it's this game or the other seven before it, and it's something that you can't replace. At least that's how I feel. 
Isn't the, the same guy that you've called, Mike, time and again, the buffoon? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah. I know. It plays right into it. Yeah, there you go. Mike, good stuff, man. Appreciate it as always, and we'll, uh, we'll talk tomorrow Thanks, on the local Mike. shows, okay? Thank you, boys. Thank you, pal. There you yeah. go. Some insight from Mike Clemens. Boy, uh, you talk about uh, – look, I, I appreciate the passion coming from their head coach, but he, <laughs> he just keeps stepping it and going, I'm just passionate about it. He's passionate about stepping in it, I guess. There you go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. We're going to hear from the head coach. going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. going to hear from David Bakhtiari as well, coming up all in the next hour of the program. 24-20, to 20, the Packers get a win. They go to 7-2 and in the season. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Gary Ellison, I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got a stick, and sometimes you got a hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107, building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Welcome back to the program. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show, and uh, we are glad to be alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Gary Ellison here as well. The hit of the game. This was the final sack of the game, which pretty much put it out of reach for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Preston Smith gets the job done. Rodgers doesn't get the football back if you can do that. It doesn't matter. He gets out of it. And falls. It's a sack for the Packers in back-to-back plays. Give Preston Smith and a little Rashawn Gary credit for that one. So there you go, the call via Fox, and uh, that is the hit of the game. The hit of the game, as always, brought to you by the Boilermakers, Local 107, uh, building and rebuilding America over 225 years. You can check out their apprenticeship opportunities right now at Boilermakers107.com, Boilermakers107.com. Uh, got an email here. Gary uh, wants to know your running back knowledge. Says, uh, do you think it's good to have the two-headed monster, or should they have gone with Aaron Jones more often? He seems to be a more dynamic playmaker. Well, he is a more dynamic playmaker. Um, but I think when you can get them both in a game at the same time, it puts a lot of pressure uh, on the defenses. Now, they just didn't have a good mesh in this game. I mean, it just wasn't a good game plan. Just felt like it was just a little off. Uh, maybe they need to need to get back to trying to figure out and get a better game plan because the the Colts are a pretty good football team and it's going to be in Indy, of course, no fans, but their, their defense is for real. So I mean, if you're looking for a, a test, uh, I think the, the Colts game will be a good test for the Packers. Now they flex that game out, right, Bill? Right. Yeah, that game goes to a 3:20 next week. And so we'll go on at what time? Are we going six or something like um, that. 6.30, I think. We go like 6.30. Yeah, somewhere uh, in there. Yeah, something like yeah. that is what time so we go we, on. We go yeah, on 6.30 next week. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to be doing our thing after the game, obviously. Uh, I think that Colts game will be a, a, a good test for, for the Green Bay Packers. Well, here's the question, and, and this is for all the people that uh, that are saying this team's not a good team. What if they beat Indianapolis? After watching what Indianapolis did with Tennessee this past week, this past Thursday night, doesn't this then become one of the signature wins of your season if indeed you beat Indy? Yeah. If you beat the Bears yeah, after would. that and then so. if you beat Tennessee? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think if you look at uh if you look at the Colts, they're a pretty good team. Now they they're a team that is a Jekyll and Hyde team as well. They're a goal. I mean, they may not play as well as they played the other night. 
Um, they have three running backs that can do some damage. Their defensive line is really good. So those are normally some of the things that will cause the Green Bay Packers some problems on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. If you guys want to chime in, you can. Uh, a lot of people hitting us up over on Twitter, on Facebook as well. If you want to hit us up any one of those particular places, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, this is from Steven who says, we can fool ourselves all we want. This defense is not good. They're not going to take us anywhere. It's going to be a one and done yet again. This is the same thing we're talking about. I, look, I get where people have angst, and I understand this yeah. is not a dominant yeah. defense. But I, what do you want us to do? Do you want to just say quit? You know what I mean? I, are we just just not talk about the Packers anymore? Should we just do all Masters coverage from now on? Because until the Packers are actually in the Super Bowl, nobody talk about them? I mean, it's, it, or, or people it, – It's Gary, you've said this time and again about the mentality sometime of Wisconsin fans that say you keep waiting for the other shoe to fall. Yeah. Isn't it that kind of mentality? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, and and from the Green Bay Packers standpoint, Bill, here's why. Packer fans now, and I think I may allude to this earlier, about the angst and waiting for the other shoe to fall. Because it feels like that we've never done anything to shore up our weaknesses that we have. And I get it. We're in a money crunch, right? You had to sign back to Ari. You got Aaron Jones up. Corey Lindsley, Corey Lindsley is up as well. Devontae Adams is going to be looking for some more money. So, yeah, you, you got to look. You got to pay the players that you got. But the, the the problem is you then look around the league and you see maybe the Seahawks make a move. You see the Buccaneers make a move. I mean, right, you're watching other teams make moves that you know that you have to beat, and we don't do anything. And and I, and I think – so I, I think that's the problem that you have with the Packers for the last 30-some years. I mean, you had an opportunity to get Randy Moss when Brett Favre was here, and they didn't pull the trigger on that. I mean, and then now this year it seems to be that they're in on so many guys – Every week I heard they're in on somebody and they never get a deal done. And I get it. I would not have done the Will Fuller deal. I mean, for a second-round pick, a guy that you're only going to have for eight or nine games, no, I, I would not have done that. But maybe I would have looked a little bit harder in trying to shore up my defensive line to try to make that a little bit better than what it is. Now, they're going to rely on drafted players because that's what they do is draft and development. And I get it. So – um, as you look around the landscape of the NFL and the top four or five teams that you have right now, it's going to be a crapshoot. It's nothing. You Packer fans and most fans in general, Bill, I think they try to build up the perfect team and they forget about salary cap and draft picks and all that. Folks are just saying, just go for it. If we win one with Rodgers and we don't have any picks at all for the next 10 years, we're okay. At least we got that one Super Bowl. I think that's the mentality of the Packers. Of the Packers I, that I would right agree now. with because at one point, at some point, you know you're coming up to the end of his career, whether it's here in Green Bay or just in general, and you keep thinking to yourself, what are you waiting for? You know, and, and I know we – all in with Rodgers. Right. And I know we had Andrew Brand on this week, and he talked about that. He said at some point, you know, you do want to make that move that's really going to try to hedge your bets. But, you know, he did say, he said, look, there's always the Packers' way is to always maintain competitiveness. 
Uh, and I, I understand it. We, as Packers fans, have been very, very lucky. But I think a lot of people are saying, hedge your bets. Look, in a, in a year in which things are completely wide open in the NFC, why not take that extra step and try to at least give yourself a leg up when everybody else around you is doing so, such as Seattle, such as, say, yeah. Kansas City, such as Pittsburgh. I mean, when you start to look at all these other yeah. teams that are top their division, yeah. they're making moves. Why aren't the Packers? That I completely understand. When we come back, we got a lot to get to. David Bakhtiari, the head coach, uh, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, all of them coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Twenty-four to twenty is the final. The Green Bay Packers they come in and knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars. A uh, well lethargic performance to say the very least. But they're still seven and two. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, Gary, uh, before we hear from David Bakhtiari, uh, this one's from sure. Robert, who says, "Hey guys, last week he proclaimed he proclaimed himself the best receiver in the league, and he looked far from it today. Gets the ball punched out of his arms twice." Uh, he needs to just shut up your thoughts. And I, no, I'll let you got, react to they that. Got physical. We just got physical with them. I mean, Jacksonville just came in with a plan. We're going to beat them up. And then they and all the coverages went to him. They just had a game plan. We're going to go in and just rough up um, Devontae Adams. And that, that's really – that was all to it. I mean, you, you saw the reason why uh, MVS was open the way he was open was because of Devontae Adams. Everybody's paying attention to him. So even while he was dropping balls or having fumbles, the reason why MVS caught the touchdown pass was because of Devontae being on the field. I don't have a problem with Devontae Adams saying he's the best if he's got that level of confidence. How often do we see this kind of a game out of him where – he gives up a ball, he gives up a pick, and then, or uh, gives up a, a fumble and then gives up, you know, a, a ball like that in a third and fourth situation. I mean, it's hardly ever. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come down hard on, you know, on, on Devontae Adams. And it was good to see, like you said, Mark was about a scantling step up. And so now we'll see, you know, what, what transpires next week. Cause really, I mean, as much as we, and I'd said all along, this game, I, I thought the Packers would get a big win. But this game, I asked the question. People said I was an idiot because I said, is this a trap game? And then d- during the entire game, every time the Packers would do something that just looked bad or lethargic, it, people kept t- tweeting me going, this is a trap game. This is a trap game. That's what I said. I said, look, it's a 1-7 it's a team coming into Lambeau Field. It's a crappy weather day. No energy, no fans. We've talked about this. This team's talked about this. It seems to be one of their bugaboos when you talk about energy. It just felt kind of like a weird, disjointed game. So, uh, look, I'll take the win and you just move on. Uh, David Bakhtiari, the newly signed David Bakhtiari, signs a four-year contract extension worth a boatload of money, making him the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. He talked with the media after the game. Here it is. So there you go. That was uh, David Bakhtiari uh, talking about celebration. Gary, uh, we get some of the details now on his deal. Albert Breer has said that uh, Mm -hmm. he – Signs a deal 
Uh, base value $103.5 million bucks for 2020 through 2024. $2 million in incentives that can take it to one hundred and five, But $11.5 million goes into this year. So we kind of figured the Packers would have a way of doing that, and then he gets $92 million over right. the next four years in new money. Uh, the $23 million, uh, annually is, re- is a record for an offensive lineman. But w- we figured some money would probably get folded into this year because that's the way the Packers try to do things. So that way, say in two years or three years, something happens and he's just not the same guy, then they have that ability to get out from underneath that contract. And that's exactly what they do. Yeah, they, so a good deal. Yeah, they do it. And also, yeah, then he gives an opportunity to sign Aaron Jones. Yeah, and that way they get both players. And it's absolutely right. because you've got enough. You had enough time to see what Jamal Williams can do. Jamal Williams is not as dynamic as as Aaron Jones. Yep, yep, no doubt. And so that's exactly what I think the Packers have in mind, and we'll wait and see. But it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of money left over to go out and sign big name free agents. But you're going to find some guys because no, of some you, of the bloodletting yeah, next yeah. year. Uh, you're going to find some guys in the open market because you're going to find some guys cheap. Just looking for jobs because there's quite a few teams, yes. as was put to us by uh, Andrew Brandt the other day, who said that there's teams that are flat out over the cap right now for when the cap goes down. So it's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting offseason. When we come back, we're going to hear from the head coach. Also, we got Aaron Rodgers right around the corner. We got to pick out our MVP as well. We're going to get you the drive of the game coming up here shortly. So a lot more. The Green and Gold Postgame Show. Packers get a win 24 20. They go to 7 and 2 in the season. We've got more right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone, what was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy Drive of the Game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Drive of the game, well, there's a couple of them. Aaron Rodgers obviously ran one in for himself, but this one put it out of reach. Devontae Adams catches that six-yard touchdown pass. Here it is. Rodgers has it. What a fake. And for the end zone, high touchdown. He came down with it, Devontae Adams. That's his ninth touchdown of this season. That was a heck of a pitch and catch by uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yes, it was. He went way up to get And Aaron threw it with the only place that Devontae could get it. So uh, kudos to both. Yep. And Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Devontae came down with it. And I've said, look, uh, is he the best when it comes to leaping ability? No. He's not the fastest. But he he runs a great route, and he's got the trust of the quarterback, which makes him a really good wide receiver. And the Packers end up winning the game 24-20 with the PAT. And uh, that, by the way, was courtesy of our friends over there at Fox. The drive of the game brought to you by Chevy. Find out what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's WisconsinDriveChevy.com. I just got a new 2020 Chevy Silverado, as a matter of fact. So you can check those out as well. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And uh, a question here from this is from Mark Gary, who says, uh, we're, and we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, but he says, did Matt LaFleur prepare this team to play it seems like they always have an excuse about the fans or about the travel. There's always some reason the team doesn't get up other than just looking himself in the mirror and saying, I didn't do my job. Now, you talked about this a little bit earlier, too, about coaches and, right. you know, they can only do so much, right? Right. I mean, they're paid a lot of money to do what they're doing. 
Five minutes, give you a rah-rah speech, but once you get punched in the mouth, that that's all over. These guys got to take pride in the, getting themselves getting themselves ready to play. Now, yeah, and I, and I think we've heard that already from some of the coaches. So the, these guys know what they need to do. Uh, it's let's not do like this. this they, is a young team. This is a veteran team. Right, right. I completely agree with you. I to, to come out and I get not having energy, and and you never had a chance to play without fans, so you wouldn't know what it's like, yeah. you know, but. I get it, but, you know, everybody's got to come out to the field and play the same game on the same day. So it's like, look, if somebody brings it and you don't, you got to figure out a way to bring it. And and you can't just make an excuse as to say, well, these are the problems because it just, after a while, just doesn't wash anymore. Matt LaFleur talking to the media after the ball game. This is what he had to say. So there you go. That was Matt LaFleur after the ball game and not happy with the way his team performed. And, and Gary, when a coach says we got to look into it, I, you know, it's not like you're going to have an investigation and walk around everybody and go, "Why weren't you up?" I mean, what does what that what does that mean? You know, well, what does that mean? Right? No, you're not. Um, they, they just got to figure out. And you're right. You mentioned this earlier, Bill. I've never played a pandemic, we COVID. We and so it, it's got to be weird driving to the stadium. It's got to be weird being in the stadium. And they talked about this earlier. I think the, the mantra was bring your own juice. And they've got to be able to do that. And we'll see. I mean, it's a great win. Uh, let's try to move past if we can. I know we're going to talk about it at nauseum this week. But um, big game coming up against Indianapolis. Let's see what they do with the Colts in Indy. Because that's going to be a big game. The Colts are a pretty good football team. Um, they're one of the better teams in, in the AFC, but they're a little Jekyll and Hyde. You just don't know what you're going to get from them. But they've got three running backs with Jonathan Taylor that plays pretty good. Phillip Rivers is on my list, maybe number one, as he he's going to give you an opportunity to get three picks. Their defensive line seems to be pretty good. L- let's just see what they do. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a trap game. Maybe they were looking towards Indy. I mean, you saw Indy uh, the other night pl- play a pretty good football fo- pretty good football team in the Titans. So uh, let's see what they bring uh, against Indy. Let's do this. Uh, We'll step away. We'll come back. Uh, We've got uh, the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, speaking to the media. Also, we're going to give you the MVP coming up. Yeah, I want to hear Aaron talk a little bit about all this kind of stuff today and the juice. Uh, let's do this. Packers get a win 24-20. They go to 7-2 and in the season. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Let's hear from the QB of today's game. Let's hear what number 12 has to say after this one. Brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Packers get a win, 24-20, to 20, and uh, they ended up knocking off the Jacksonville Jaguars. It wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, they go to 7-2 and two on the season. Now they start to get ready for Indianapolis. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. And, uh, again, Aaron Rodgers' uh, comments uh, brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. Uh, let's do this. We'll, we'll listen to what Aaron has to say, and, and I, uh, Gary and I want to talk about this and see what he brings up. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers after the ballgame. So there you go, Aaron Rodgers after the game. Let's do this. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the things that he had had to say, and we'll also give you the MVP of the game. Gary Ellerson, I'm Bill Michaels. Packers get a win 24-20. They go to 7-2 and in the season. But a couple of things that I thought were interesting that he brought up. Let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up next on the Green and Gold Postgame Show. 
16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. 24 to 20, the Packers knock off the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ugly fashion, but they got the jobs done. So now the question becomes... Who is the uh, who's the MVP of the game, Gary? Who would you who would you pick as the MVP of the game in this one? I don't know. It, it's tough. Uh, maybe MVS. Marquez Valdez scaling. Uh, don't yes. Kirksey came back and played in this one too. Yeah, I, I didn't he led see the him team much, in tackles. Um, yeah, but uh, no, you know what? I can go along with MVS. Targeted Maybe six MBS? times, four catches, yeah. a career-high 149 yards, 78-yard touchdown pass. So Marquez Valdez-Scantling is your uh, MVP of the game, brought to you by Van Horn Automotive, locations throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa, family-born and employee-owned, on the web at vanhornauto.com. Uh, Aaron had talked about the conditions, obviously saying they weren't great, but sure. he, the one thing he said was it was a swirling effect in that, th- that first third down throw to, to Tanyan when he had Tanyan open. Everybody said, oh, my God, how'd you miss him? He said it completely drove the ball left. Uh, he said he just it, it was just that kind of a day, which leads you to believe that maybe on that interception, that's what happened as well. Wouldn't you kind of take that into consideration also? Yeah, I don't know, Bill, and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I've never heard so much weather talk by these guys than, than any other time. I mean, have you? I mean, with the wind? I mean, this is no, the, the second the, time that we've kind of heard yeah. that. The, that I, I mean, agree and with. Maybe the- it's, yeah, maybe it's a product of not having fans in the stands and you're – you're just, you're just, you know, maybe you're just ultra, you know, just focused on something and the weather and it's not, you know, I don't know. And maybe the wind is swirling a little bit more at Lambeau without fans there. So you just, you just don't know. Um, that's the one thing. The wind, normally we talk about whether it's cold. Who cares? Everybody's, you know, the Packers right. are cold. We do and, talk about that. Yeah. But, but the wind, the wind, when you're getting 40 and 50 mile an hour steady of winds, and it's swirling down there. That's that's when I think yeah. it became more prevalent, and we talk about it obviously a little bit more. But uh, but nevertheless, uh, I agree with you. We've talked a lot about weather, and I didn't uh, in the beginning. Well, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah, us. no, I completely agree. Um, but in yeah. the beginning, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. But ultimately, it ended up coming out really bad. By the way, today the Packers on third down were not great. This will give you an indication of how bad the offense was when it came to you know moving the football. They were only thirty eight percent on third down mm-hmm. today. Normally, they're much better than that. And so 38%. But, again, I go back to it was an ugly win. They still won in the time of possession battle. Um, 24-20 the final. But they had two turnovers as opposed to the one by the Jaguars. And they gave up a score on special teams. Usually that's all the recipes for a disaster for losing a game like this. And they still won. So maybe you take away the brighter side of things rather than looking at all the things they did wrong. Could could you do that? Do you think we could do that instead? Or are we just fooling ourselves? No. No, we're not going to do that. Why would why would, why would we want to do that, Bill? We want to <laughs> we want to live in misery, man. We're trying to figure out how to win a Super Bowl right. in a pandemic. I mean, he's already talked about fans or no fans at the Super Bowl, so right, there right. may not be any. Um, 
So we don't even know what that's going to look like, but uh, I think uh, we, you know, we're just trying to build a perfect team, and we're just hope, hopeful if the Packers can get back, and we'll be able to watch and see it. So I think that's where we're at. Packers, by the way, for the way it ended, they put up 230 yards in the first half. Second half of this ball game, only 165 yards. Yeah, it was so the second, yeah, bad. it was goofy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just a goofy game. Just had I mean, turnovers. They, yep. And, well, that too. It was the turnovers, obviously, that, uh, that that hurt him as well. But, yeah, gross passing, 325 for Aaron Rodgers today. Uh, not a bad day at the office for Aaron Rodgers, but uh, but nevertheless, he goes uh, 24 of 34, 325 yards, a couple of touchdowns, has the one pick, a quarterback rating of 108.1. Luton, 18 of 35, 169 yards, also a touchdown, but a pick as well. And uh, when it came to Aaron Jones today, 13 carries, 46 yards. Jamal Williams, 8 carries, 30 yards. Uh, and between the two of them, they averaged 3.6 yards per carry today. So, And Aaron Jones had the longest. He had a 20-yard gain. So out yeah, of his 13 nice carries, his next 12 carries mounted up to 26 yards. That was a nice run. I'm yeah. watching uh, I'm watching the Seahawks and Rams game here, Bill, and uh, the Rams are out front here. And, and, and it just feels like Russell Wilson's got the weight on his shoulders. I mean, like, he He's is getting healthy out of it, too. Now. He is. He's got yep. everything on this offense right now. He's doing it all for him. Got he's throwing interceptions. He's fumbling the ball. I mean, he is kind of just all over the place right now. And they've been able to lock down uh, DK Metcalf with that Jalen Ramsey kid. So mm-hmm. he's been non-existent. By the way, if Seattle loses and the Cardinals have now come back, they put up 17 in the third quarter and going into the fourth quarter. The Cardinals are up now up over the Bills, 26 to three. If the Seahawks lose and the Rams obviously win and the Cardinals win, then all three of those teams will be six and three in the NFC West. And it looks like Drew Brees, Drew Brees just went out with a rib injury. Yeah, he's got a rib injury. He is out. They're still leading that game, twenty to ten. San Francisco uh, trailing in that contest in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, the Steelers beating the crap out of the Bengals, twenty-nine to seven. You knew that would yeah. happen. Uh, the yep. Dolphins beating the Chargers 29-21, 23-6. The Raiders over the Broncos. And then tomorrow night, you got the Vikings and the Bears. We reconvene next week after the Packers and the Colts. Good stuff as always. Time for us to get out of here before a crowd of basically nobody at Lambeau Field. Packers get a win 24-20. They're 7-2. Time for us to get out of here. Have a go. Swoop. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.